Hi, this is David Cantu, the founder and CEO of the Coaster Challenge Network and the executive producer of the Coaster Challenge Podcast. On behalf of the entire Coaster Challenge Podcast team, I would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you out there for your love and support these past two seasons. From our family to yours, we would want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hi, I'm Brad Rex, the former Vice President for Disney's Epcot Theme Park, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi there, I'm Lee Cockrell. I'm the former Executive Vice President of Walt Disney World, and Mickey Mouse was my boss. And you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. It's time to face your fears. Get that theme park therapy and let us both your Coaster ears. Challenge Podcast is here. Your fear can disappear. We know that theme park therapy can dry up all your tears. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? We accept because you know we're not average. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. A journey where people become fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses and keep your hands and arms inside the podcast. It's time to accept the Coaster Challenge with your host, Kim Dykes. Hello, everyone. This is Kim with the Coaster Challenge podcast. And today I'm talking with a very special guest. I'm delighted to sit down and talk with Billy McCluskey, a coaster enthusiast who is also an ambassador for the Coaster Kids organization and a regional representative for Thrills United. Welcome to the podcast, Billy. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. We've seen each other at several events over the past few years, Coaster Kids meetups, Hollywood nights, and I remember we ran into you down at Carowinds back in 2019. We got to talk a bit more at Hollywood Nights this year, but still have a lot to learn about each other. Will you please share some things about yourself with our audience and me? I myself have been a coaster enthusiast for a very long time. I, uh, I'd say I got into it when I was about eight years old, and I've just loved them ever since. And um, it's really been a big focus in my life, and it's one of my main hobbies along with uh, sports. I play football. I'm a defensive end and a guard on uh, my football team. And um, I, I really just, um, I like to be with people. I'm a very social person and I'll do anything to make someone's day better. Uh, I just um, really, my main focus to just be a good person and uh, help people out if I can. Well, thank you for sharing that. You know, that's one of the things that stood out, not just about you, about the other kids that were involved in the Coaster Kids organization when we first came into it. It's Mm -hmm. just, you know, how you all were really there on a positive mission to change lives and help as many people as possible. And I remember you just mentioned, you know, that you got into this when you were eight, eight years old. And I've had the privilege of sitting back you know, through videos, through meetups, <laughs> watching you guys grow up, you know, and mature from mm. children to, you know, boys to young men. And you all have just 
grown and matured into fantastic people. And I can't wait to see what your future holds. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Um, So now we're going to go into the first part of our interview, which is kind of like the, uh, you know, walk back through time Mm -hmm. as far as coasters go. That's what we like to start with on our podcast. I know you said that you've pretty much been a coaster since you were eight years old. Thinking back to that time in your life, if you can remember, what was your very first coaster that you rode? Um, well, I remember going to uh, Kings Island with my cousins. I'd say when I was, this was before I ever really liked roller coasters. I went um, probably when I was seven years old and uh, I really just didn't want to ride anything. I was terrified, but uh, I thought that I should make myself look cool in front of my cousin because I he's a lot older than me. And I just really wanted to look cool for him. So um, I went on Backlot Stunt Coaster and I hated it. I thought it was just so intense. And I just, I really hated it. I didn't ride another roller coaster for a few years after that. Wow. I can't believe that that was your post coaster. Yeah. That's, that's quite an intense coaster for your first ride. And mm-hmm. that's interesting because your home park is Six Flags over Georgia. Yeah, I um, first coaster was at Kings Island. Well, the thing is, uh, I uh, was basically up in Ohio every month, uh, and I still visit quite often. But uh, I never went to Six Flags Over Georgia until I'd say I was about mm, probably ten or eleven. I went with a friend from school, and um, interesting. Still didn't ride anything, and I. I actually got very sick after riding um, one of the swing rides. Uh, it, I, I'm pretty sure it's like the DC Comics uh, villain uh, adventure or something at Over Georgia. And I had to leave right after that. But yeah, um, Backlot was, it was something for my first ride. That thing still gives me a small gray out. It packs a punch. Every time I wear it, ride it. So I can't imagine being mm-hmm. <laughs> a young child and writing that for the first time. Yeah. And kudos to you for getting back on coasters ever. I'm shocked I did. First ride. Well, it's definitely going to be interesting to hear the story later on as to how you got back into writing. So after you rode stunt coaster and eventually started getting back on coasters, what would you say is the one coaster that has scared you the most over the years? Um, this is an easy answer for me. Uh, it was actually in a Coaster Kids video. Um, it was my first trip to Cedar Point, uh, Top Thrill Dragster. I, uh, I remember walking down the midway. Uh, the park closed in like five minutes, and um, we were walking down. It had been closed for, I think, a, a few weeks for uh, – getting a replacement part for the launch and uh we saw it going I, I was talking about it all day how much I wanted to ride it and we got up and I was just trembling I was petrified and uh I was very close to not riding it and but I'm really glad I did because that coaster still in my top five I believe 
So can I ask, what year was that that you rode Top Doll Dragster? How old were you? I'd say hmm, probably 12. Okay, so this was about four years after Stunt Coaster. Yes, this was a quite a, this was after I was really into coasters. Um, uh, it was at a Coaster Kids meetup for okay. uh, your point. Uh, I believe it was, was it 2016 maybe or 17? That's okay. what. When did you start riding coasters again after Stunt Coaster? Um, I can't pinpoint the exact year, uh, but um, it was, uh, I would go often after I went with my friend. I really liked the park, but I just couldn't do the rides. Mm -hmm. And I'd go often with my dad and I would just do the the sky ride that just brings you across the park. Yes. We would just do that like 15 times in a day. And Mm -hmm. surprised he even wanted to do that with me, but uh, one day after he came home from work, he convinced me to go ride Mindbender. And uh, I, it took probably like an hour of me sitting in the station, just terrified. And then after that, I, I still wouldn't say that I really love coasters. We were walking out and we went and rode Scorcher. And um, I, I loved it so much. And right after that, I was like, oh, I need to ride everything else in this park. And yeah, the rest is history, basically. Okay, cool. I know those coaster kids meetups definitely seem to have an impact mm-hmm. on people that would motivate you to do things that you wouldn't normally do. <laughs> in yeah. setting. I remember Great. when my son went to that first meetup at Kings Island. He'd never been on Drop Tower. He'd never been on Windseeker. Hated Banshee the one time he's ri- had ridden it, swore he'd never ride again. And I was just completely shocked that he did everything in the park that day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> things seem to happen. Good things seem to happen when you're in an environment like that. And then after you overcome the fear, it doesn't seem so scary anymore. No, it's really great feeling. I was like that on Top Thrill Dragster, too. I was. I was actually okay until I walked through the line queue and I actually got in the seat. Mm-hmm. That's when the nerves set in. Yeah, it's, it's a really intimidating ride. It didn't bother me. Like I was almost too calm until I got the seat. Mm-hmm. And then once I got in the seat, my hands were shaking something awful. Yeah, I didn't know if I was going to make it. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, after we did it, I wanted to do it again and again and again until yeah. I didn't feel scared. And then I felt, you know, I felt okay putting my hands up. Mm-hmm. Then I knew it was all right. And yeah. I, I remember we went to Cedar Point. Well, he we just actually came back about a week ago from our last Cedar Point visit. But um, we went last year. And I I wanted to finish the night over at Still Vengeance. And my kids, they begrudgingly got me over to Top Thrill Dragster for night rides. I really wanted to go back over to Still Vengeance. And we wound up getting six night rides in a row that night. Wow. And looking at the situation this year, I'm glad we did it. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't know uh-huh. if we're going to get to ride again or not. I really hope we can. Yeah, me too. 
I love that ride. At least I'm going to get to do Panda Call here in another week and a half. We're going to take our yeah. East Coast trip. It's amazing. I love that ride. Before I get to go back to work. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay, so going back to that scariest ride, Top Thrill Dragster. How were you feeling when you approached the station for the first time? Um, I would say my uh, my nerves were even worse than when I was uh, right in front of the ride. I My dad, he was just as terrified as me, but he still had to calm me down. Just, I, I, I was crying. Um, like I wasn't like loudly crying, but I had some tears mm -hmm. flowing down and I tried mm -hmm. not to let anybody notice, but I was shaking like crazy and I just couldn't see myself riding it. I, I was looking at it. I was like, I'm not doing this, but yeah, this, it was terrifying. I never been so scared. Very understandable. That's, I don't know, when I went through the station, it was so weird. It was just like the calm before the storm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I said, when I sat down, that's when reality smacked me in the face. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's still one of those rides. Every single time you get on it, I don't, I don't care how many times you've ridden it. That nervous anticipation sets in a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. Just a little bit mm -hmm. before that launch. So I know you say you were nervous, you were scared to death, you were crying before you got on the ride. How did you feel when you got off that coaster after the first ride? Um, I, that was one of the moments, I don't think I felt that, it was simply amazing. Like, I was mm -hmm. so happy. I felt like I made my dad proud because he was really trying to get me on. And I just, it was like an experience that like I could never recreate. I can never really explain how amazing the ride experience was. And then how I felt after just getting off, I was yeah. jumping and stuff. It was, it was simply amazing. Yeah. I bet I was as an adult <laughs> screaming out loud on the brake run. Like I did it. I did it. I actually did it. I can't imagine the joy a young kid mm -hmm. doing that for the first time it's it's such a feeling of accomplishment and that ride is so fast for Same. me it's literally like a, it's like time stands still when you're on it mm -hmm. you blink your eyes and it's over it's like did I actually just do that did that really just happen it's just that crazy it's, I love it pinch yourself to see if it's real so would you say that it impacted your life after riding that coaster? And if so, what impacts has it had? Um, I think it has gotten me to kind of broaden my sense of reality that not everything is as bad as it seems. Uh, you really have a one, you have one outlook on everything and uh, when you're younger, obviously, you just think that everything is good or bad. And uh, I feel like that was the moment where it just kind of split, uh, just kind of showing that um, not everything is bad as it seems and that 
scary things can be fun too, which yeah. is not easy to, to think about as a young kid, but uh, it really did kind of change my perspective on things. Yeah. Absolutely. I've noticed that too, just in my own life through the process of conquering fear, things in everyday life that used to seem like a big deal to me, you know, times when you have to deal with confrontational people or, you know, times when you need to be assertive things, you know, and just times when you really need to be able to be confident, Mm -hmm. you know, before becoming an enthusiast and really challenging the fear, my fear threshold, there's lots of situations, you know, I would just put my head down and back away. Yeah. You know, and I was a big people pleaser too. Lots of times, you know, sacrificing myself mm-hmm. or others around me in the process of trying to keep everybody happy. Yeah. And it's just interesting. You know, one of those things that you notice after facing and overcoming fear is all of a sudden these little day-to-day things that used to be so scary are no longer scary anymore. You know, I'm able to deal with difficult people and, you know, deal with it well when I need to. And it, you know, doesn't upset me or bother me anymore. I'm okay with saying no when I need to say no to take care of myself and to take care of my family. And, um, you know, if other people don't like the fact that I'm not doing what they've asked me to do, it just doesn't affect me like it used yeah. to. It's just these little everyday things. Mm-hmm. It was the same with weight loss. It was in my mind. Yeah. You know, eating is, is just another thing. Your mind's telling that you need, mind's telling you that you need to do. Yeah. And once I was able to overcome that, I'm like, you know what? If you can do this in this situation, you can do this in this too. It's the same thing. Yeah. And it just applies across the board. It's just one of those things you don't realize it's happening until it happens. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, that's one of the reasons I'm on this podcast is to help other people see too that overcoming fear can help your life in really so many ways. Yeah, everything's just kind of like a mental game. Like it, it, it really, it shows what type of person you are. If everybody wants to do stuff by if it's easy or if it's just not scary but it's the real people that can persevere and do what's what's they're afraid of and do what's right absolutely okay so thinking about all of the coasters that you've written I mean, this can be a moment on a coaster, waiting in line for a coaster, or just, you know, at a park with friends or whatever. What would you say is the craziest moment you've had on a coaster or in a theme park? Oh, that is a tough question. Um, I think that I would probably, there's probably two things I would pinpoint, pinpoint. Um, voyage at night, obviously during ERT, absolutely insane. And, um, uh, second to none. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. And Velocicoaster at night, 
actually. Yes. Yes. uh, Like if I could use one word to describe that ride, it would be perfect. It's just, there's nothing wrong with Velocicoaster. It's really insane. And uh, Voyage is just completely out of control. It really feels like you're, it's just, I can't even explain it. It's so amazing. I've told my friends that have not experienced Trimless Voyage mm-hmm. that for me, it's what I call an out-of-body experience. <laughs> yeah, it really There's is. There's no other way to describe it, especially in that back row. Mm. It's just, something else. You don't know. There's, there's just not many experiences like that you don't know how crazy it's going to be until until you actually do it. words can't describe how insane it is i don't know if it was just me but didn't it this year at hollywood night seem like that thing was running even faster it was maybe it was that ran before and you could ride it more but it was really gone crazy this year it was amazing it was um, i made a comment i heard a few other people say the same thing if it were going any faster i really don't know how it would have stayed on the tracks yeah it was <laughs> oh it's it was amazing. absolutely incredible and i just i just hope you know that it, each year that god blesses me with the body and the health yeah that will <laughs> enable me to keep doing that because that is just <laughs> one of the events that i look forward to the most every year yeah so um what is your coaster count i'm at 171 as of now okay so out of that 171 coasters what would you say is your favorite coaster uh very similar to the last question uh probably neck and neck between Velocicoaster and voyage but i'd say voyage has a slight uh advantage in in my eyes okay you and i have very similar taste in mm-hmm. coasters my number one now right now is iron quasi but the number two is voyage and i mean i've got i just now bumped still vengeance back up over velocicoaster but velocicoaster is number four right now which who knows by the time i ride velocicoaster again <laughs> everything move, move back up. Yeah. crazy it's such a good ride mm-hmm. it's perfect like I said. Okay, so on the flip side of that coin, out of the 171 coasters you've written, what would you say is your least favorite coaster? Um, well, in my eyes, I try to enjoy every coaster I ride. Uh, that's what I've been trying to do this whenever. I mean, when I was younger too, I always loved like rougher coasters because I thought it added uh, – kind of a spice to it kind of a better experience uh so uh, i don't really have a least favorite coaster uh probably just some boring kitty coaster but that's about it well that's awesome because i know you know for me of course i think a lot of it's age (laughs) my body doesn't respond to a lot of the older rougher coasters like a 16 year old body would a 17 year old but um you know for me i've got some one and dones mm-hmm. but uh i think it's great that you are able to find something to enjoy yeah out of every coaster and one thing i've definitely learned through talking and interviewing so many people different people definitely have a preference 
for different experiences, different courses, and a lot, you know, different people enjoy different things. And that's yeah. one of the neat things about this hobby for me is there's no right or wrong answer mm-hmm. for anything. There's, you know, there's the only different experiences. And that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons I love this is, you know, just talking to people and learning how, you know, one experience is different for me than for the other person. I find that very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you told me your coaster count is 171. Do you know how many theme parks you've been to? That I have never kept count of. No, I have no idea, honestly. Okay, that's fine. I knew, I just know with coaster kids, you all have been here, there, and everywhere. Some people count theme parks, some people count coasters, some people don't count either, some people count both. Mm -hmm. Teach their own on that one. So out of the theme parks you've been to, what would you say is the, your favorite theme park that you visited? Um, I really love Kings Island just because, I mean, it feels more of a home park to me than over Georgia, just because I go so much and I've had so many experiences there since I was a little kid. Uh, it's, it's just, it, it's got a feeling that uh, I can't describe. Um, and then, I mean, I really, for me, this is why I am always confused on my favorite coaster or my favorite theme park is just because I see good and different things. Uh, like, I really love uh, Magic Kingdom. Uh, mm-hmm. I have always really uh, been intrigued by Disney parks, just uh, how much money they're able to spend, how just magical the park feels and uh it it's just really just a happy place and then islands of adventure uh it's just simply oh it is insane how amazing the each ride is and how immersed you feel and it's just really crazy how amazing that park is in my eyes um yeah it's amazing you name two right there that always come up when people ask me about theme parks. Kings Island, anytime I walk in that place, I get it. It's just that home away from home. Yeah. Even though we live 15 minutes from Kentucky Kingdom, mm-hmm. I drive two hours to Kings Island to visit yeah. a lot more frequently than I do over to Kentucky Kingdom. Now, I did. I grew up in Maysville, Kentucky. It's a little small town, a little over an hour from Kings Island. And my family went once a year in the summer. And it was literally like, you know, the night before Santa Claus came when we were all going to Kings Island. No. But (laughs) one thing that's interesting, and I don't even know how all of this came to be is every year when we went I really I never got to ride coasters when I was young people my whole family kept telling me they were scary mm-hmm. and um you know so that was a whole other thing yeah once I started riding it was you know when you're told something over and over and over again when you're a kid it sticks in your brain yeah you just believe and it's in the subconscious you know this is scary I can't I can't do this mm-hmm. and it was actually on a dare 
my senior night, my high school class, senior class went to Kings Island. It was on a dare. Like the whole group was riding Vortex. Hmm. And I was the only one <laughs> that didn't want to ride. Yeah. Of course, I wasn't going to be the only one. <laughs> 30 people yeah. standing there not going to do it. So, you know, I finally did it. And once, once I wrote that, I'm like, it was actually fun. <laughs> what, what have I been waiting on? You know, maybe there's more to this. Yeah. And slowly but surely, I started branching out a little bit, writing more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was my experience growing up with once a year. But, you know, even with my kids, you know, that's their, that's their place where they first started, you know, learning to slowly, you know, very, like I said, slowly but surely overcome fear one more at a time. You know, all of our memories are there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's even like that now. Every time we go, it's impossible to show up at the park and not see people that you know. Yeah. It's just, it's turned into, you know, a place that's like family, you know, family for us as well. Mm-hmm. And um, Islands of Adventure, Oh my goodness. The first time we got to go was actually at a meetup for this podcast about last October. And I mean, Velocicoaster and everything, you know, we liked it so much. We went back during spring break of this year. And that's just one of those parks. You feel like you're just in another world. Yeah. It's. And for me, the Seuss area, Oh my goodness. I could just sit and just be <laughs> of the park. And, you know, it's just like a, such a little happy escape from the stresses of, you know, the real world. But, yeah. You feel like you're just in another life when you're in that place and it's, it's magical. Mm-hmm. It just has a, a feeling and the atmosphere like no other park I've ever been into. Mm-hmm. The, the rides, the dark, everything, the theming, it's like theming on steroids. Yeah. It's throughout that entire park. Every experience is so realistic. I remember the, even the dark rides, like the Harry Potter ride. Harry where Potter. You like, where you feel like you're flying. Yeah. It's, I mean, I honestly would <laughs> say that I enjoy that more than Voyage. It's my favorite ride ever. It's, it's I came out of that thing, and I mean, nothing phases me. I'm so used to different forces and different things. I came out of that little dark ride feeling like everything around me was <laughs> still spinning. Mm-hmm. It was so realistic. Yeah. It's it it so subversive. I came out of there, and I'm like, was that, you know, and you actually have to blink your eyes for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Was that actually fake, or did that mm-hmm. actually just happen? Yeah. It took me about five or 10 minutes really to come out of that like spinning Space. sensation because I felt uh-huh. like it, it was so real. It felt yeah. like it was actually happening. Not ever had a dark ride encompass my entire sense of reality like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely a unique experience. So, talking about theme parks and and coasters what are some of your bucket list coasters and parks that you've yet to experience um my number one bucket list coaster 
it's been like this for a long time. It would definitely be Ijanaika at Fuji Q Highland. I still haven't ridden a 40. Um, well, I haven't ridden X2. Uh, and I've just, it's right up my alley. It's, I really like rides that are just out of control and just extremely just fast and aggressive. And that ride really does just that. And, um, for, uh, in the States, I would probably say like I threw a five, uh, again, just very intense out of control. And, um, I actually plan on going there sometime soon. Uh, my dad and I are probably going to take a trip up there. I was actually just back on Intimidator 305 a couple of weeks ago. I actually had the unique experience of being able to ride Fury, Intimidator 305, Orion, and Malibus all within a week of each other. Wow. So it was neat to actually be able to compare the four. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, when you ride things you know, the long time apart from each other, it's kind of hard to, you know, rank or compare because you got to really remember the experiences. And I actually rode Intimidator 305 last year for the first time. And I just remember not being totally over the top impressed with it. I thought it like had a fun drop, but I wasn't really getting the hype for it. But Mm -hmm. at that time, too, I think part of the issue was I wasn't riding it right. You know, part of really learning a coaster is knowing how to ride it and make the ride work, you know, make it enjoyable for you. And with those, you know, the restraints and my height last year, they were catching my neck. Yeah. So that was bothering me. And we went back this year. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm giving this ride another chance mm-hmm. and, you know, I've got to figure out where the hype is because if ever this many people say this coaster is this good, I, I've got to figure out what I'm doing. Wrong. So actually it was, the park was dead the day we went. Wow. The door now. I, broke, I mean, I broke it up and I went around and did other things, but I got 32 rides on that the day that I went. 30? Yeah. But at four in the morning, and then we went and did some other stuff. And then after lunch, I wound up by myself for a few hours. And there was literally nobody. So I went and rode 17 times and then went back and did some other things. And then came back after dinner. And Jay and I did some more. That is insane. It's crazy. Now, it does for me. You do get a bob of the drop, that the, the craziest gray out you'll ever uh-huh. see in your entire life. But one thing I figured out was to focus my eyes, just focus on the airtime hill right mm-hmm. in front of me. Keep your eyes there, you know, and I would just blink and keep my eyes focused. And I knew the second I popped up on the airtime hill, vision would come back completely clear. Mm-hmm. And I figured out, you know, to keep my arms, not just up, but out to my sides and throw, you know, throw myself hard with the laterals. Mm-hmm. Move with the ride. Don't yeah. let it throw me, move with it. Mm-hmm. And I did enjoy it tremendously mm-hmm. a lot more for that. I mean, it is very intense. Yeah. It will, you have to stay hydrated. <laughs> and it, it will tire you out. Yeah. I bet. But, um, and that's one of the reasons I like Fury better. 
because theory is just easier. Graceful. So yeah. It's very graceful. And, you know, speaking of fury, they did a rebuild on all the trains this year. When, really? This year. Yeah. It was hmm. developing a rattle last year. Oh, is it gone? And when we went this year, it's gone. Wow. That thing is running on brand new. I'm not kidding. That's, I did not know about that. That's amazing. I didn't know. I just, I asked McLean. I don't know if you know who the Fury guy is. Oh, he's got over 9,000 rides on Fury. Oh, wow. And um, we rode with him for a while the day we went. And I asked him, I said, what did they do? Because this was developing a noticeable rattle. Mm-hmm. The last time we were here, it's gone. And he, he's there, of course, like every day, yeah. riding for a while. And they've rebuilt the trains. He told me there's something specific. I, I don't know all the terminology. Mm-hmm. They did something with the wheel assembly or something. Uh-huh. And it's completely reinvigorated that ride. That's insane. It's running better than it's. I've never had rides on it that good. Wow. And, and when we rode the night rides, when we went this time, those tr- the trims weren't even hitting. It was glossy smooth. It was incredible. That's it. Wow. That's great to hear. Yeah. I, so gotta get something there. to look forward to if you get back from. Okay, so now we're going to change the uh, course of the interview a little bit. We're going to okay. go with more questions, more away from questions about coasters and theme parks. We're going to talk more about things that pertain specifically to you. Okay. And this first question I have for you is regarding coaster kids. Mm-hmm. So tell me about your experience with coaster kids and Thrills United. Some things you could think about are, you know, like, what are some of your most memorable moments? What do you feel like you have accomplished? And or what do you still plan on accomplishing through being a part of it? How do you feel like you have impacted other people? And how has the whole experience impacted your life? Mm-hmm. Um, see, if I were to think about it, Coaster Kids has changed my life so much in so many ways uh i my favorite part about coaster kids and thrills united is just how many friends i've been able to meet how many people and just amazing uh amazing people that i've been able to meet in the community and uh also help people uh overcome their fears and just help them have a fun day at the park being with people that uh, they possibly look up to. Uh, it really, I didn't really know how big it can be to meet someone like Mir Logan at a park uh, until I went to some of those events uh, recently uh, just to see how happy some of those people were to just be with us really just made me feel so amazing and it really makes all of this worth it doing uh doing the volunteering well the um the what is it called the charity uh couldn't think of the word but um 
it uh i just really love helping people in any way as i can as i said earlier uh yeah that's easily the best part just seeing people happy well and i can tell you the uh impacts you guys have had go further even than i think you see on the outside i can speak from personal experience my son when he taught me into taking him to that first meetup in 2019 mm-hmm. he was suicidal for over six months oh. it was so extreme he couldn't be left alone anywhere had to be under constant watch 24 7 he was being bullied very heavily at school he had no confidence you know and I remember the first time we were at Kings Island and he actually saw you all coming. He actually got behind me and hid Jaded, and he was afraid to come out and talk because he was afraid nobody would like him. And, you know, just the interactions that he had that day. (laughs) Just, you know, he, it was, something he wasn't used to yeah and i remember he met tyler and him and him and tyler are still best of friends they talk all the time we still meet up with them several times several times a year we're actually going to see them again over our labor day weekend but you know one of the things that was really eye-opening for him after he met tyler was you know what tyler has autism like me and all these kids like him, you know, so, so maybe the people making fun of me are the ones with the problem and not me, you know, yeah. it was just a very, it was the first time he'd ever in a long time that he'd ever actually experienced acceptance. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was after that, that uh, John invited us to a smaller meetup, you know, and just slowly but surely, you know, started networking, getting to know other people, getting to know other kids. And it just made him so much more confident. And his life now has been forever transformed through the fact that you guys were, you know, willing to take him in, take him under your wing. And really help him to see another version of himself that others at school were trying to convince him wasn't there Mm -hmm. and you know he's not the same kid now at all that he was back when he came to that first meetup and you know when he tells his own story it all it all goes back to coaster kids and i mean it's it's the little things i remember we were down there at Carowinds, I think it was in 2019, and we didn't even know you guys were there. We just ran into you all. And the fact that you all remembered him and actually knew his name, that meant the world to him. Mm. Because, you know, when he was at school for a long time, and this is, this is not the case anymore, hasn't been now for about three years. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, when he was at school, he was the kid that everybody pretty much treated like he wasn't there, yeah. you know, or they didn't want him to be there. Mm-hmm. So just know that 
those impacts that you guys have had go far beyond the surface of what you see in the amusement park because it literally saved my son's life. That, oh, I'm getting emotional. That means more than, oh, that, oh, that is amazing to hear. I'm so glad uh, yeah. that, wow. Oh. And, you know, when he saw you guys at Hollywood Nights this year, he's like, Mom, but I can talk to them. They're just other kids like me, mm-hmm. you know, and to see him just with that level of comfort. Yeah around people that he used to think were on a le- another level that he could never be mm-hmm. really does my heart good. Yeah. To see him amazing. confident enough to actually talk and interact with you guys and not be afraid to be himself and feel like he belongs. Mm-hmm. So I, and it's just, it's impacted his entire life. I mean, he used to be one of these kids that he was a big people pleaser. You know, he just wanted friends so badly. He didn't care who it was. You know, it used to scare me because I didn't know who he would get involved with, you know, or who might be able to manipulate him into getting in trouble just to be friends. And now he's got such a good head on his shoulders. He's very, you know, he, he knows He doesn't need everybody to be his friends. He doesn't want everybody to be his friend. And he's a lot more, you know, he's a lot pickier about who he wants in his circle because he's seen through his experience with you all and your friends and different people that he's met what, you know, positive influences are like. And he's been able to filter out who he wants to be around and who he wants to be influenced by, and he who he does not. And, you know, Coaster Kids Foundation, and, you know, just all of the people you guys, you know, and at the meetups and stuff helped him meet have been a critical part mm. in his development and overcoming what he was experiencing at that time. That's incredible. Thank you so much for telling me that. I, yeah. I That's great. Absolutely. And that's a story I've shared with many people. But that's not a story I've gotten to share with you all the way. Yeah. We have two more questions. Okay. Our next question is regarding advice you could give to people. Thinking about your experience. You're riding coasters, going to theme parks, overcoming fear, meeting and interacting with people through coaster kids, or you know, just life in general. What advice can you give? to those who are listening that you think may be helpful in helping them face challenges that they're wanting to overcome in their own life? Yeah, um, uh, I think um, I would see, there's just so many things that you can tell people. And a lot of the times you hear a quote and it just doesn't really stick with you. But uh, what has really stuck with me uh, that I heard, I think it was one of my coaches one time, is just um, be yourself and you need to, you don't need to please people to uh, be cool or anything. Uh, The people who really care about you 
and really truly love you will accept you for who you are and uh just don't change for anybody um a lot of times get a lot of people get bullied a lot of people are bullies and everything see uh, you just i mean being like obviously you don't want to be a bully but being a bully it just um it it's you trying to be someone that you aren't most of the time you want to seem cooler for people and be a different person that you really shouldn't be and uh people who are bullied uh, a lot of the times because of that they think they need to change be some someone they aren't again and uh you just really need to stay true to yourself or a lot of the times it, it will really just mess you up. You gotta, uh, it, it's the same for, I mean, sports, roller coasters. Um, you just, I mean, find your right crowd and you roll with it. You don't, you don't need to be popular. If you're not popular, that's okay. You have your people and, um, a lot of times it's hard to just focus on who, like, it's easy to hate who you are. Um, it's harder to love yourself. Uh, a lot of people, I'd say most people don't really love who they are. Um, uh, until you get to realize how many other people love you and how amazing of a person you are. Uh, it's really hard to see, but uh, if you really put it into perspective, every single one of these people that would be listening to this podcast, uh, they are loved and they're just amazing people that deserve to be happy. And um, it's, uh, it's just every, you are loved. That's, I mean, it's hard to see sometimes, but um yeah, it's you are loved. That's what I would tell people. Just be yourself. You don't need to change for people. And just know that there's always somebody that has your back. And uh, I know that everybody in this community would, uh, they love helping people just like I do. And um, uh, you can talk to any of the ambassadors if you need help, anything. We all care about you guys. And uh just know who you are it's it's a really important thing to do and just be true to yourself that is so very well said and so heartfelt and you know that's one of the things i've said many times i'm you know i'm a school teacher Mm -hmm. and i'll you know i tell students this i've told my kids this so many times Happy people do not go around trying to bring other people down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what I was bullied heavily through middle school and high school. And, you know, it's people projecting their insecurities onto people that, you know, they wish their life was more like in some way in order to make themselves feel better. Mm -hmm. 
it doesn't make make the behavior okay, you know, by any means. No, but um, it definitely puts a different perspective on it. Yeah, when you look at it through that lens, mm-hmm. when somebody says something negative to you, yeah, you take it differently when you realize it's coming from insecurity. It's not coming from what's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And so many kids really need to hear that message and adults too. Like, you know, now more than ever, there's so much pressure to fit in Mm -hmm. and be like the crowd. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things I, you know, as a parent, I worried myself to death, you know, when my, Kids went to middle school, high school. And I tell my elementary schoolers this when they leave elementary school. Don't let them change you. Mm -hmm. Do not let them change you. And I know it's easier said than done. Mm -hmm. But it's critical to everybody's individual personal development you know, to happiness and success in life, mm-hmm. to stay who you are and not be what others expect you to be. Yeah. You know, um, I even encountered that. I encountered that and it's very unfortunate, but you know, even from adults mm-hmm. through the process of my weight loss. Yeah. When people saw, oh, she hasn't stopped. Mm-hmm. What? You're still going, you know, it was okay with certain people for me to reach a certain weight or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then all, you know, all of a sudden negative comments started coming out of the work. Mm-hmm. You're going to get too skinny. You look sick. I mean, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I didn't let it affect me. Yeah. Because I realized this is coming from an insecure standpoint yeah, and not a standpoint of confidence because mm-hmm. happy, confident people are not agree. going to tell other people that are bettering themselves and bettering their health, mm-hmm. these negative things. And I just went right ahead and pushed through and got to my goal. <laughs> I didn't lie. I didn't want it to stop me. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate that you have to deal with that. But, you know, before I got into coasters and, like I said, you know, facing fear and all of that, my old codependent, underconfident self probably, probably would have thought, you know, they're right. Can't do this. I shouldn't do this. And I probably would have quit. Yeah. So. That's when you find out who the real people are in your life when you're trying to change yourself for the better and if someone messing with you Mm -hmm. giving you a hard time um there's going to be those people but then there's also going to be the people that support you and that's the people that you know you can stick with uh it actually it happened to me um i've uh when i switched schools back in fourth grade um and i knew absolutely nobody and uh, I had liked all this roller coaster stuff, and people thought it was really weird. Um, but I 
eventually told myself, oh, I don't like roller coasters anymore. Um, I don't need to do any of this stuff. And um, uh, I really didn't like it. I knew that I still loved roller coasters, but I told people, oh, I'm over all that stuff. That's, it's stupid. But, um, mm-hmm. and then I, I really realized uh, that if people don't like it, who cares? I, I really, it's, yes. I'm doing it for myself. I want to be happy and roller coasters make me happy. And so I came true to myself and I was like, I still, I still really like roller coasters. And some people didn't like that. And it's really sad. Some of my best friends, honestly. Um, but then I, I really found people that support me. And even though I have all this roller coaster stuff and everything, I still have some people that think it's weird, but then, um, uh, in high school, I'm, I'm a pretty popular person right now, even with all this stuff. And, uh, if I didn't come true to myself, I don't think I'd be where I am today. I really, it, it would be a shell of myself. Um, and, uh, it really showed that gave me perspective that you can, I mean, people are gonna, there's always going to be haters always. Um, people are just mean very a lot of people are just mean but um that doesn't mean you have to change uh i i'm in a great spot right now even though i'm doing something that some people hate and those people that hate it so be it hate it i'm gonna do my thing so it uh it's just really sad that 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 has to happen to almost everybody, if not everybody, but, um, it's really easy to succumb to it. Um, but, uh, like I said, you, it's, it's always better to stay true for to yourself and to know who you really are. I couldn't agree with you more. If I'm not happy mentally, Mm. physically, I don't feel good. I can't make anyone else happy. Mm-hmm. Everything else, everything around me suffers. My family, my classroom, you know, it's just a domino effect. And, you know, talk about people thinking it's weird. Here I am, a 46-year-old woman. I mean, how many people <laughs> do I know in my day-to-day life, females in particular, that are into this crazy hobby of mine. Mm-hmm. And they, <laughs> they see these posts of mine. She went and she wrote Fury how many times? What in the world? But you, but you know, what's really interesting is like even where I work, people have really seen the change yeah. in my attitude. The fact that, you know, I'm getting ready to start my 24th year of teaching and I feel like I'm just starting year number one. I'm, I'm refreshed. I mean, that's what I spend my summers doing. It's my stress relief. You know, it's all once I start the school year, I'm, you know, revved up. I feel like new and I'm, you know, I'm ready to go again. Yeah. Um, and for the long haul. But, you know, they've seen such, you know, positive changes. I'm going into my 19th year at my school. I've been around, you know, for a while. 
everybody, even the ones that don't, you know, quite get it. They started coming out of the woodwork, Mm -hmm. you know, and asking questions and even, and a lot of questions. And even though they may not, they may not be totally their thing. I have a full support system now where I work because, you know, it may not be what they want to do, but they're like, you know what? (laughs) At first I thought you'd completely lost your mind but now that they really see mm-hmm. you know how it's not just impacted me but impacted me with the students in school with other adults you know with the whole nine yards they cheer me on I mean yeah. there's even one guy at school every time he sees me he's like hey there's Coaster Queen hmm. <laughs> you know and it's just become, kind of become you know my own thing even yeah. at work but it's it, it amazes me the number of people at first that thought it was weird and that didn't really, you know, they were, didn't kind of know what to say to me. And now everybody's just behind me. They can't wait to hear about all my experiences. When I come back from the summer, the students to kind of know what I do. They love asking questions about the places I've been, the different coasters are written. So um, it's really nice to not, have I guess that weirdness uh-huh. that I used to experience. Yeah. But um, I get where you're coming from. It's like yeah. my kids, especially, they don't tell a lot of people, especially at school, mm-hmm. you know, like about what they do during the summers and you know, on the weekends and stuff like that, because it very much would be viewed as you know streams but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a bad thing they just don't share that information yeah. unless they find the need to do so but that's one thing that's been nice too with jay getting a job over at kentucky kingdom he's found a whole group over there he calls it his kentucky kingdom family mm-hmm. they love you know just hearing about all the trips and everything and i mean a lot of them aren't even enthusiasts they're just people that work at the park yeah but, um, you know, he's found a whole other subgroup of friends over there that he can talk to about it, to really enjoy it, that don't, you know, view it as an odd thing. Yeah. But very much like me, I know, you know, I know who to discuss that around and who not to. Yeah. <laughs> other, you know, some people are going to get tired of it real quick, but others are very supportive and well caring about it. So that's always fun. Yeah. Okay, so our final question is regarding social media. Where can people find you on social media? You know, where can they learn more about you? Where could they reach out if they, you know, want to contact or talk to you or that sort of thing? Um, I, uh, my main source of social media is definitely Instagram. It's Adventure Central. Uh, There's actually two underscores, so it's adventure underscore underscore central on instagram and then i have a youtube channel speed seekers i haven't really used it much and i don't really know if i'm going to use it but um there's that and then uh i also uh very involved with coaster kids so that would also be uh one of them all right well thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today i've really enjoyed this conversation and getting to 
know you better on a personal level. So thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you so much for letting me be on here. It was an absolute honor and a privilege. Thank you again. Pleasure's all mine. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to see more of us, we upload every Friday. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all at Coaster Challenge. Links are in the description below. Thanks for joining us here today. Thank you.